Support for Dipping Milk and Cookies is brought to you by A Gentleman's Outlook. Welcome to another awesome episode of Dipping Milk and Cookies, the podcast where two best buds try to figure out this thing we call life using friends, guests, and you guessed it, microphones. Guys, come one, come all. I am your host, Garrett, the Cookie Commander Smith. With me, as always, my heterosexual life partner, Mr. Michael, the Master Milker, Segovia. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Fran? Ah, another good week, I guess. Yeah. I could say. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. That's what I like to hear, buddy. Um, I got a couple of really good ones in here to start off the questions of the week. Uh, Mike, would you rather? Would you rather never be able to lie, or never be able to tell when someone is lying to you? Never be able to lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, granted, like it'd be easier for me than you. Just because I feel like with children, you kind of have to omit certain things. And I'm mm-hmm. not necessarily saying you're flat out lying, but you're definitely not telling them the whole truth. Because, again, right. it's above their pay grade. They don't need to know. Um, so, like, certain situations like that, you know, a little white lie isn't going to hurt anybody. Uh, but, yeah, for me, like, I have no reason to lie to anybody. And it's really, I'm not going to lie, it's a very empowering feeling. Because I used to lie to people all the fucking time. But uh, but now, I don't, frankly, I don't have time for it. <laughs> I don't have time to try to remember what I said, you know, three weeks ago or three months ago, for that matter. Right. Like, I'm going to tell you the truth 100% all the time. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, it's your problem. <laughs> like, it's that simple, for sure. Because, yeah, I mean, granted, I like to surround myself with people who I, I would like to think are trustworthy so I don't have to worry about them lying to me. But at the same time, there are certain situations where it's just like no 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 no. What'd you just say? Say it again. Like, mm, I don't know about all that shit. So uh, so yeah, it, that's a real easy one for me. I definitely would also choose never be able to lie, just because I don't do it to begin with. Uh, would you rather be middle class right now or be a multimillionaire a hundred and fifty years ago? It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Also a no brainer though. Yeah, I'd be middle class now, though. What? Really? Yeah, because I'm not middle class right now. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> Touche. So now Touche, sir. Middle class where I pay all my bills on time and just take care of business. Like, I mean, obviously, that's the thing. You know, you pay all your bills off and you don't have any debt. But I think for me, yeah, definitely be middle class now. 150 years ago. It'd be what eighteen seventy. Mm-hmm. As much as I'd love to live in that time, my family wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And even being a multimillionaire, like there ain't shit to fucking do. No, there's plenty. There's traveling. You're gonna be traveling a lot. On a horse and carriage, oh, I'm good. Eighteen seventy? Aren't the trains going by then? Perhaps. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they probably are. Pretty sure. Yeah, because they had them in the Wild West. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, definitely. You're definitely traveling. You're seeing I'll stay stuff. middle class now. Huh? 
no that is a very, that is a very fair assessment i didn't even think about it that way because yeah i'm thinking just like i'm bowling right now no i'm not at all <laughs> so, yeah no definitely uh choose middle class now that makes way more sense sure multi-million dollars that's a lot of fucking money but like you said in 1870 what are you really doing you're not really doing much no and what sucks is like when you get into the 20th century you're not able to you're not going to be alive very much longer because you go from 70 to say we're the same age we are now. You're going to be 64 by the time 1900 rolls around. So, I mean, you got a little bit of life left in you, but yeah. shit didn't really start popping until the 20s. In America, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and you'll be riding it out. But then again, you're setting up your family. You're setting up your lineage to be fucking ballers. Yeah, I mean, because then that money just grows interest and everything. And mm-hmm. I mean, depending on how much you have in there, you make some pretty good interest on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, would you rather never be able to watch your favorite movie again or never listen to your favorite album? Favorite movie again. Yeah, I would definitely vote that way, too, just because I've got a lot of favorite movies, <laughs> just like I got a lot of favorite albums. However... Music's way more important to me than mov- the movies. Yeah, for sure. I, like I was listening to mine the last couple of days on Spotify, and I got like 530 songs on it that I like. Mm-hmm. And some of them are kind of like meh. But like yesterday, when I was doing some stuff on the computer and I was playing the music, uh, Flashdance came on, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> Toto in Africa. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, it was. Oh, and then MC Hammer, can't touch this. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a string of, like, six songs that played right away in the morning. I was just like... It's going to be a good day. It's good. You can't help it. Yeah, you can't help but tap your foot, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, again, I definitely also would pick uh, listening, to the, listening to the music because movies... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You gotta I sit down to watch that shit. The music you can just have on and do stuff. You just, yeah, house. you can take everywhere. You know, I mean, I know nowadays we live in a world where you can watch movies on your phone and shit. Sure, but even still, like you still have to sit down and watch it. Like you, like you said, with music, you can just put it on in the background. You can go about your fucking life. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't have to pay attention yeah. to it too hard. Um, I got some good ones here now. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the script a little bit. I'm gonna ask some questions that would be more pointed towards couples. So this should be interesting. Uh, would you rather? Hmm, where was the one I just saw? Where is it? There it is. Would you rather? <laughs> would you rather wear your partner's clothes for a month, or let them pick out yours? She can pick out mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not squeezing into any woman female clothes. I'm too fucking fat for that. Yeah, and I just don't want to do that. No, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, as long as you're picking out of my closet, like, right? Yeah, you know, then fine, whatever. I would just say every day. Oh, I was actually gonna pick that today. <laughs> every day, <laughs> yeah, just to drive them crazy. Um. Uh, let's see. Would you rather be someone who's always... Oh, this isn't really a couple's question. Would you rather be someone who's always really late or who's always really early? Really early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I asked something like that not long ago. Nobody likes people that show up late. Especially, like, when you got shit to do, you're there for a reason. Like, motherfucker, like, we're waiting for you. We all got lives. Like, 
you were supposed to be here 20 minutes ago. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, nobody likes that guy. No one would be that guy. Um, Let's see here. <laughs> would you rather get cheated on and know about it or not get cheated on but always be suspicious? The second one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Nobody likes getting cheated on. That shit happened to me once, and it fucking devastated me, <laughs> like, to my core. Uh, so, yeah. But then again, if you're in a fucking relationship where you're always suspicious of your fucking spouse, your partner, fucking around on you, like, mm, probably going to want to leave that relationship then, man. It's not healthy. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's find something else. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Mm, Book a bing. Man, those questions suck. <laughs> um, would you rather never be able to get a haircut again or never be able to shave again? Never be able to shave again because I might actually grow a beard then. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Looking like Joe Dirt. Right. <laughs> you got some dirt on your face, son. Uh, yeah, I also would choose never be able to shave again. Just because, like, I just trimmed my beard. Like, it was starting to look a little fucking haggard. And with trying to be fucking Santa Claus for the Christmas party, like, with my beard, with the fake beard, it just didn't work. So I, I took it down. And it still didn't fucking work. But. I wasn't shaving the whole fucking thing off, and I'm <laughs> glad I didn't, uh, like, because fuck how that night turned out. Ooh, I'd have been pissed. <laughs> I would have been upset. Shave my fucking face for this for three hours of bullshit. God damn it! <laughs> now I got three months before it fucking grows back. Ugh, yeah, so thank God I did not do that. But yeah, I also again never shave again. Um, I mean, even though granted I am growing my hair out right now. So, I mean, that's really either way it works for me, I suppose. Um, would you rather have to wear wet socks every day or only be able to or only be allowed to wash your hair once a year? <laughs> that's so dumb. <laughs> I know. That's the point. Uh, I think this is the dumbest question I've ever had to answer. <laughs> so... Wear socks every day for how long? Doesn't say. Every day. Ah, fuck. I was never washing my hair. I can't wear wet socks and then shoes because then that shit's going to eventually start to smell. I think what I would do is I would pick the wet socks because it doesn't specify what you can do outside of that. Just says you have to put on wet socks every day. I would put on. I would. I. It would suck because I'd have to wake up extra early. But I would put on wet socks. I would buy some sort of industrial space heater, and I would sit there and I'd let my socks dry out on my feet before I put them in the shoe, and then I go about my day, and I wouldn't have funky ass hair. Because again, I am growing my hair out, and like I need to be able to wash this fucking mop, otherwise it gets a little fucking raunchy so uh see i'm picking the wet socks for sure <laughs> even though wet socks are literally the worst the worst ever um but yeah no 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 i need to be able to uh i need to be able to wash my hair um would you rather never use the internet again 
or never fly on an airplane again? Never fly on an airplane again because I can drive yeah. anywhere in the continental U.S. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, frankly, you can get around the world without a plane. Yeah, I can take a boat. Yeah, it's going to take you longer for sure, no doubt. But, yeah, it's still possible. And uh, the world we live in nowadays, unfortunately, as much as I hate to say it, like, we need the Internet. You need the Internet. Um, it's it's woven into our way of life now, yeah, unfortunately. So, uh, so, yeah, I definitely would pick the same. Uh, never be able to fly again. Although that would suck. It really would suck because I like flying. I don't mind. Well, let me rephrase. I don't really like flying. It's a, it's a fucking daunting task, <laughs> and it's always a fucking roll of the dice. But I mean, we've gotten it down well enough now where it's not like you have to worry about the plane crashing or anything. But even still, it's still daunting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, with what we could potentially be doing in a couple of years, like I I kind of need to be able to get on a plane. But I'll just leave uh, two weeks early. <laughs> I'll meet you guys over there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right one more one more would you rather would you rather lose a finger or have a headache every day for the rest of your life that one sucks too <laughs> <laughs> well, i mean if i have a headache i can still take something for it yeah so i'll take the headache yeah for sure it would suck it'd be a real pain in the ass to have to start your day every fucking day with a headache but yeah, I I would get really good at fucking finding remedies to get rid of it, for sure, absolutely. Um, so yeah, there you go. There's some uh, some questions of the week for y'all. Let's take a quick sponsor break, and we'll keep the rig rolling. No matter your preferred style, every man has the ability to be a gentleman. A gentleman's outlook only uses USDA organic ingredients in their handmade soaps, beard balms, lip balms, and solid cologne. They've also taken a step further than their competitors by using an all-eco-friendly packaging with all of their products. Right now, our listeners can get 15% off their entire order with the code DMC15. Be sure to swing by a gentlemansoutlook.com to order now. Welcome to Along the Ride, the podcast made for, of, and by musicians. But no worries if you're not a musician, there's plenty of room on the bus. Join your hosts, well, me, Garrett, the Cookie Commander Smith, guitar player for Milwaukee metal band Reflection of Flesh, and co-host of the podcast Dipping Milk and Cookies, while I get to sit down with some of the biggest names in the underground, local, and national scene. And the coolest thing about it is this podcast will be brought to you exclusively from the road, which should provide a pretty unique insight as to life on the road as a touring musician. So guys, grab a friend, bring some beer, and let's see how crazy things can get along the ride. All right, let's keep this rig rolling into our friendly neighborhood. Mike, help me out. The master milkers. Nope, this. nope, nope. Try that again. Oh, six pack. <laughs> All right, so how the six-pack works, Mike and I come into this weekly in the blind using questions either generated from the listeners or from our own noggins, but we ask each other our top six favorite of anything and everything possible. Uh, do you want to go first this week or shall I? I'll go first. Okie dokie. So what are your top six favorite mix drinks? Mm, top six favorite mixers. Um... 
so funny because I don't drink those drinks anymore. Like it's really rare that I ever drink a, a mixed drink. But if I'm going to uh, uh, a Maker's Old Fashioned sweet, you know, what? I knew that was coming. Yeah, that's gonna be right up at the top of the list for sure. There's just something about that mixture is just mm, delicious, and it gets you fucked up if they're made right. <laughs> so definitely a good old fashioned, but it has to be whiskey. Cannot be fucking brandy. Um, the old classic go-to fucking JMO ginger ale. Um, that one's really, really good, but it's so much sugar. Uh, so like if, and I learned that, you know, (laughs) I learned that the hard way. Um, if you drink all night on those things, yeah, you're going to get good and fucked up, but oh, oh, the headache you have the next day. Oh, God damn it. No, thank you. It's just, it's the sugar. That's what always gets me. That's what makes me hungover if I'm going to drink like that. It's the sugar that fucks me up. So that's why I don't drink them drinks anymore. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so Jamo Ginger Ale, which is Jameson, again, whiskey. Um, screwdriver. Screwdriver is always good. Vodka, vodka orange juice. Keep it nice and simple. No pulp in the orange juice, though, unless you're a fucking sociopath. I don't like chewing my beverages. It's gross. Um, pulp. Ugh. Uh, good old Captain Coke, rum and coke. That's always a classic. Um, there was, I was at one point, me and Robin, uh, we were drinking um, rum and ciders. Uh, only during the winter, because what you would do is you'd get like a real apple cider. You mix, you mix your drink in like a, ooh, excuse me, in like a coffee mug. And then you microwave it for like 30 seconds. You warm it up. And if you really want to get fancy, you throw a little pinch of cinnamon on the top of it. Them drinks are fucking good in the winter. They're, it's like, think, I know, and this is going to be a really weird analogy, but think like Theraflu. Okay. Like a, like a warm tea kind of thing, but it tastes good. <laughs> okay? <laughs> like So, like, I'm talking about, like, the heat of the drink, but it tastes good, and it fucks you up. So, uh, so yeah, those were good. Um, was that four, five? Mm-hmm. Five. Last but not least... I gotta go with a Bloody Mary. I was who, waiting for who that. Who doesn't? I'm from Wisconsin, baby. We, if you can't get down with a good Bloody, get the fuck out. You're in the wrong room. <laughs> You're in the wrong place, man. So, uh, so yeah. And the some of the Bloody Marys in this state gets fucking extravagant with their little yeah, add-ons. Yeah, like Dude, I mean, they're putting fucking, they're slamming burgers and slices of pizza on these fucking things. Like, whatever happened to just like a sausage stick <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah right maybe you, you throw something. the pickle in there you know don't want to get too fucking fancy but i've seen some of them that are like god damn I, well, yeah i want one of course i want one <laughs> but like do i need all that shit i thought we were here for lunch yeah there is your lunch right there it's yeah. on top of your drink yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah definitely a good bloody mary gotta appreciate a good bloody mary for sure all righty mike i need you to give me your top six favorite board games Ooh, uh risk mm-hmm. number one i've mm-hmm. always loved that game yeah my yes. winning percentage is pretty high in that game definitely bad above 500 oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um zombies it's a game that Marcus showed me when I went out to visit him. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Marcus is the board board game master. Yeah. And He's got games you haven't even fucking heard of. Oh, I, I yeah, I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
We actually, actually, I got somewhere up there. Mm-hmm. So I got D and D starter set. Mm-hmm. Gonna get going on that. I, I'm very interested in being like the dungeon master and creating the scenery, because my imagination is just always spitting out stuff. Mm-hmm. And then horrified. It's a monster game. That's the one I was four. looking at. Horrified. That sounds fun. Uh, Scrabble. Mm, you son of a bitch. Fucking never beat this fucking asshole in Scrabble. No matter how hard I try, no matter fucking what words I tried to use, you fucking always ended up just fucking coming over the top to something even bigger. And it's just like, God, I don't even know why I play. I don't even know why I play with you. <laughs> it's all about Stratego, bro. Yeah, you got to hit those, yeah. uh, the triple word scores and yeah, double yeah, word scores yeah. and stuff. It's also a great game. Stratego. Mm-hmm. It's a knockoff brisk. Yeah. Still um, a fun game. And you know what? The classic Monopoly. That has to be in there. That's I feel like Monopoly is like that's like almost like one of those Mandela effects. Like, what's the first board game that you really learned how to play board games with? Sure, people are gonna say shoots and ladders, Candyland, shit like that, but like no 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 no. That's a kid's game. Like kids can play Monopoly, but this is not a kid's game. You wanna set the big boy table? Yeah, All exactly. Right, we'll play Monopoly. Exactly. You wanna know what it feels like to flip a board over the first <laughs> <laughs> the first time because you're losing frustration? Monopoly, baby. Because <laughs> everybody's done it. It's either the good old fashioned board flip or the fucking board wipe. <laughs> One of the two. Everybody has done it at least once in their adult life playing Monopoly. And if you haven't, you're not playing it right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. That was six. What? Yeah, Risk, Zombies, D&D. Oh, you were horrified. counting those. Oh, okay, I thought you were referring to those. And then uh, Monopoly and uh, what was my fifth one? Scrabble. Scrabble, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right, well, that was painless, nice and easy. There's your six-pack for the week, you guys. All righty, move this rig in the right direction towards our fa- our fan favorite segment. Mike, I think you got it this time. Six-pack. No, you're fucking... <laughs> uh, the Master Milker's Mysterious Machine. Yeah. All right, so how the Master Milker's Mysterious Mystery segment works. Mike, when it comes to anything paranormal activity, UFO-related, anything conspiracy theory-related, Mike is on that shit like a fly on a turd. So we wanted to make sure that we had an opportunity to let that little freak flag stink. So, uh, Mike, what are we talking about this week, good buddy? Uh, Two things. We're going to talk about the Pyramid in Antarctica, and the other one I will tell you after we get done with this one. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so the pyramid is a small but distinctive peak of Omak just south of Pyramid Tro. Tro or Throw? Troth. Troth? Okay. Uh, at the west side of the Coetlitz Glacier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smart, but like. Um, I'm smart, but I can't read good. <laughs> The descriptive name appears to have been first used by the British Antarctic Expedition of 1910 to 1913. Mm -hmm. And there's a number of 
geographical features can be found in this vicinity. God. <laughs> All right. So you said tro, tro, trough, trough. Okay, pyramid trough is a deep trough immediately west of the bulwark, through which a part of the coetlets. That is a weird word. Co coetlets, coetlets, whatever. Glacier. Some, some f- fucking glacier, yeah. Uh, formerly flowed north of Walcott Bay, named by the Victoria University of Wellington Antarctic Expedition, 1960 to 1961, for its proximity to the pyramid. Trough Lake <laughs> is a lake with an area of 2.5 kilometers squared, which is about um, one square mile, which occupies the north portion of the pyramid. Trough. Throw. Trough. I don't even like doing this. <laughs> what do you keep setting yourself up? <laughs> Maybe proofread some of this shit first. <laughs> it was named by the New Zealand Geographic Board in 1994 in association with Pyramid Trough. Pyramid Ponds is a group of ponds lying south of Trough Lake. They were named OMAC by the New Zealand Geographical Board in 1994 in association with the pyramid trough and the pyramid. I'm going to see some fucking pictures of this thing. Because this just sounds like a mountain peak. It is just a mountain peak, but it looks like a pyramid. Yeah. So maybe it's a gigantic fucking pyramid. Remember in uh, Alien vs. Predator? Weren't they in the Antarctic when they found the... Yeah, but the pyramid was like 200 feet below the fucking surface. Maybe it is still 200 feet below the surface, and it's just with global warming, it's just mm. melting down some of that layers, and mm. now all of a sudden, bam, there it is. Mm. Okay, I'll give you that. I won't lie, that that is interesting for sure. Like, that this fucking rock formation is perfectly, perfectly looking like a fucking pyramid. I won't, I won't deny it. I won't deny that. That looks weird. But it's not a fucking pyramid. It's just a mountain. All right, next is pop culture spooks. Mm-hmm. There is seven of them. You want to try to... Do you want you want me to tackle it? You want, and then you give your feedback on it? <laughs> I don't have one to follow along with, so I don't know if you're doing it right or wrong. <laughs> so obviously, pop culture, when it comes to scary stuff, like we've embraced scary, probably, well, maybe not more so than others, but I feel like Americans... They like their scary, spooky stuff, and it makes its way to mainstream media all of the fucking time. So, yeah, there's, there's seven a list of seven pop culture spooks. Let's see if you guys know exactly who we're talking about. Uh, ghosts. I mean, Patrick Swayze and ghosts. Nobody has ever looked at wet, spitting clay the same way again after Patrick Swayze's shirtless banker uh, interlaced his hands with Potter Demi Moore in 1990's Ghosts in what is widely regarded as one of the most romantic scenes ever filmed. Yeah, uh, I forget what song is playing in the background. I don't even remember. I just remember that clay scene. Oh yeah, who diff? <clears throat> you know exactly what happens too when the clay starts getting all fucked up. It's like my dick is getting hard, <laughs> my ghost dick. <laughs> uh, moving on here, we got Casper. I mean, who doesn't know fucking Casper? Right. Uh, the sweet nature child spirit who debuted on screen in 1945. 
and starred in 55 movie cartoons, went on to charm generations of youngsters in TV cartoons. Originally voiced by a child actor whose name has been lost to history, dozens of actors have played him since, most of them women. That's a fun fact. I didn't know that. I know Devin Sawa played him in the movie. Uh, Large Marge. I've never, oh, I knew Large Marge is, yeah. Alice Nunn gets the scariest scene in the subversive 1985 movie Pee-wee's Big Adventure as the ghost of a dead truck driver scaring the high-water pants off of Paul Rubens' Pee-wee Herman. I haven't thought about that one in a fucking hot minute. I haven't seen that movie in a fucking hot minute. Come to think of it, I wonder why. <laughs> um, most notably, I mean, come on, Slimer, Ghostbusters, uh, Dare. Have you seen the new one? No. No. Uh, imagined by uh, director Ivan Reitman as the ghostly version of Bluto from Animal House, the rotund green ghost took six months and $300,000 in production costs to develop at a special effects house for the 1984 hit film Ghostbusters. That's fucking bananas. Three hundred grand, three hundred grand in 84. It's probably like a million dollars now. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Maybe a little bit less, but that sounds about right. Moaning Myrtle, what movie is she from? Moaning Myrtle? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Mm. No toilet is safe from the moans and the sobs and wails and whines of Myrtle Elizabeth Warren, a.k.a. Moaning Myrtle, the muggle-born witch who haunts the second-floor girl's bathroom at Hogwarts, School of Witchcraft oh my and God. Wizardry. i only seen the fucking the Harry movies Potter once series. each. I just, I literally just rewatched all of those movies like a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. She's the one. She's yeah. That's where the Chamber of Secrets opens up. Is in the girls' bathroom. Weird. Genuinely knew that shit. Oh, of course, yeah. Fucking dork. Nerd. Uh, Scooby Doo's villains. I mean, like all basically all of them were fucking. All of them were monsters, but. Uh, of the half century of ghosts and monsters terrorizing Fred, Daphne, Velma, Shaggy, and the title Pooch. One fan favorite is the ghost of Redbeard, whose many appearances include a Harlem Globetrotter crossover episode. <laughs> I re- dude, I remember watching the the crossover with Batman and Robin, Scooby Doo. Oh man, I used to watch that shit on fucking repeat when I was a kid, all the fucking time, all the time. It's a great fucking movie. It's a good episode. Uh, last but not least, probably my favorite on this fucking list. Beetlejuice. Yeah, of course. Fucking Beetlejuice. Michael Keaton plays the obnoxious poltergeist in the hit 1988 movie Beetlejuice, directed by Tim Burton and featuring a dead couple, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis, who return to their old home after dying. Like, that movie... I There's so many movies that were made back in the 80s that, like, when you think about the plot line, you think about the premise of the movie, like, how did this get greenlit? Like, I can understand, like somebody wanted to be edgy and take a take a chance on something kind of obscure and uh, off color so to speak but like beetlejuice is one of those kind of movies that just like i know they they read that script and they were like yeah we have to make this movie we have to make this movie and especially if tim burton's directing it like it's his script like we have to do this and god bless him for it because that is literally one of my favorite michael keaton movies multiplicity batman beetlejuice he's pretty funny in the other guys Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah, he is. He's the best in that movie. Oh, my God. You guys here for the Batmans? 
when he's doing the meeting, he's like, I had lead, <laughs> like leading the meeting at Bed Bath and Beyond. He's just like, all right, so uh, it's been a triple rape over in Glen Heights, and everybody's just like, oh, what? And he's just like, what? Sorry, that was the other job. <laughs> but if you live in the Glen Heights area, walk in pairs. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but it is it is funny how how uh, anything supernatural like that you know has become such a big piece of fabric to our like our our society as far as mainstream media goes because again they've been making scary movies as far back as i can fucking remember oh yeah um and again thank goodness for it because i love me some scary movies i love scary movies so fucking much anybody who listens to podcasts already knows that but uh but yeah it's funny then like we were talking about last week with like independence day like with aliens invading and whatnot like dude <laughs> we wouldn't know how to really react out outside of the movies like this is a movie i've seen this movie before i know i have this is how we gotta feed this is how we're gonna feed them we have to do this we gotta make sure we splash them with water whatever the fuck it is like that's and it's scary it's kind of scary to think that like nine times out of ten that's where a lot of people's brains would go if that were to happen but uh but at the same time it's very encouraging because uh at least we'd have a plan <laughs> you know yeah at least we'd have a plan uh but yeah i think it's interesting how, how again how it's become very very vital in our in our society as far as entertainment goes because i mean between the fucking all the superhero movies that basically corner the fucking market nowadays which i'm not complaining about by any means i love that shit but at the same time there's no real original movies coming out anymore they're all fucking reboots reboots or additions to the yeah or sequels or prequels or whatever the fuck but yeah there's no just like a a one-off movie coming out just to come out you know there's always plans of a sequel there's always plans of a franchise and it's just like that's not how movies were made fucking 30 years ago man they made movies because they thought they would be good and and they were they're fucking awesome it's crazy crazy i'm getting sidetracked now uh but yeah no, no no um i think it is interesting how again we all we all love ourselves some good old scary stuff makes my heart ha- i know it makes my heart happy i know a lot of people don't like it but i think a majority of us do and for everybody who doesn't fucking grow up it's a movie <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah that's about it we're a little short we're short on this one but that's all right i think we're i think we're both a little tired <laughs> a little burnt right now <clears throat> so with that being said is there anything you wanted to uh, add to your segment there sir uh not to the segment but um everybody can start watching for me to be more active on social media mm-hmm. when i took my sabbatical mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. stayed i mean i don't even go on my own personal page really yeah, yeah. like jess will text me she's like go look at what i tagged you and yeah. she's just talking shit <laughs> right exactly i don't care i don't care i don't give a shit but um i'll be more active starting today Right on. So, yeah, just be more uh, – uh, keep your eyes off for more content from the uh, the Master Milk or Facebook page. Make sure you guys are going and liking and share that and the Cookie Commander page. I never promote those two pages. But, uh, but yeah, Facebook.com slash Dipping Milk and Cookies slash The Master Milker slash The Cookie Commander. Go like, share, rate, review all those pages. Much appreciated. Any content, concerns, comments, rude remarks, anything of the sort can be sent to DippingMilkAndCookies at gmail.com or in direct messages on Facebook or Instagram. Mike is the master milker 
at the master milker on twitter i am at the cookie comma with the number one um patreon.com slash dipping milk and cookies marcus mckenzie Corey, you guys are the true heroes i keep saying it everybody be like those three uh be a patron show some support it never hurts it always helps uh and it is very much appreciated so uh so yeah um i hopefully hopefully you had a good christmas we didn't talk about that last week <laughs> hopefully you had a good christmas i'm sure i had a good christmas uh, this one comes out after New Year's, so hopefully we both had a good New Year's as well. And we hope you guys had a new, a good New Year's as well. Let's get 2022 started right, uh, <laughs> in a better direction, you know, than the last couple of years. But we're on the up and up. We're on the up and up. Nowhere to go but up from here. So, uh, so let's fucking get this bread. You know what I'm talking about? Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! Uh, until next week then guys thanks for listening we appreciate you very much everybody be safe stay healthy wash your fucking hands and we will catch you later love you buddy love you too man bye